Welcome to Everything Belongs, a podcast for those living, creating, leading, and thriving while in the deep end of life. I'm your host, Madison Morgan, leadership coach, creative consultant, and speaker. I coach soulful visionaries and go-getting mavericks who desire to create art of their lives and take their work both deeper and higher. In this show, I'll be bringing you an overflow of conversations with my favorite thought leaders, teachers, healers, and creatives who inspire me to live more fully in my own power, worth, and wholeness, along with offering some episodes where I share my own practical insights, behind-the-scenes peeks into my process, and tools I use on my own journey. There will not be much we shy away from here because at this table, everything belongs. Therefore, you can expect me to ask the uncomfortable, juicy questions. You can expect that you'll hear people you disagree with on the podcast and maybe even ideas you've never previously considered. I trust you with your own discernment as we take this deep dive. You can expect to laugh, cry, learn, and be challenged by the guests as they share their diverse experiences and views of the world. It's my hope through learning to see that all of it belongs that you will develop a more sovereign way of holding yourself so you can playfully go after the life, relationships, and career you are made for, to let all parts of yourself have a seat at the table, to lead and create from your deepest truth, and become your own source of validation, all because you finally know you're worthy of it. All that's required to get started, that you show up curious and willing. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful loves. I come to you today from my office. It is the middle of the freezing snowstorm that most of the United States has experienced. And I am just cozy with the light shining through my window, feeling warmth for like the first time today. (laughs) So I'm feeling warm and I just got done with a client. So I'm feeling really energized and grateful to be with you today. The episode itself that I'm going to be sharing with you is a solo episode on leaving good girl programming behind. It's definitely a personal episode and I'm really thrilled to share it with you. And if you've been following along on the solo series, this is the final solo episode in our three-part solo series. And it's corresponded with the stripped mini course that a lot of you are taking. And it's all kind of crescendoing. I think that's the right word. Leading to a crescendo with the Awakening to Freedom training, which is a free training happening March 7th. And if you want to sign up for it, you can go to awakenhersoul.com backslash freedom training. It is March 7th, which is a Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And it is the training that I honestly just love to share about why doing the work sometimes doesn't work and is actually rooted in old programming. And really, I'm going to share the five pillars of freedom that I believe it takes for us to live our liberation now and remember our power in every single moment. And I'm sharing this because I've done plenty of workshops over the years, but what one thing that I keep seeing in my work with my clients, and I've seen it in my own journey, is that we often relate to self-help and therapy and healing from our old programming. So we are doing the work and we're doing the work and we're doing the work, but we're never actually getting to live our freedom. We are never actually living our wholeness. We're never enjoying our life. And so I want to support you (laughs) to really anchor into living your liberation now and doing the work from a place of wholeness, from a place of beauty. So the training is March 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern and 
I'm going to be offering tools and coaching and then three integration days following the workshop. So again, if you've been taking Stripped, you know that we go deep and these integration days along with the workshop will help you develop the practical action and really support you with prompts for the three days following the workshop to live your wholeness alongside the community. So I encourage you to sign up if you're interested. I'll also be sharing about my program, Awaken Her Soul, in the workshop, which opens for enrollment that same week. So if you've been curious about working with me and want to hear about my program and get a taste of it, this is where to go. So obviously you're getting bits and pieces here on the podcast, but if you want to know about the work that I do, about how I support people and start to do some coaching work yourself, go to awakenhersoul.com backslash freedom dash training, join the free training. You'll get like all of my love, a free workbook that goes along with it. And you'll get to hear about my program, Awaken Her Soul there at the end. So, so excited to share this with you. It is, it's honestly what I love to do. So all that to say, this podcast episode is really like a precursor to what I'll be sharing and how to divest from the programming of good girl programming. Let's dive into the episode. So this is the last episode in the three-part solo series on self-leadership. We have talked about being the creative director of our lives and balancing our masculine and feminine energies, living from wholeness, essentially. We have talked about anger, sacred rage, and boundaries. And today we're talking about self-leadership and letting go of the inner good girl. So I want to begin by sharing a poem I wrote and I've actually shared on Instagram before, but I read it to the members of Awaken Her Soul who are taking the accelerator and they were just like, oh my God, this feels so important and also so true. So here it goes. To my fellow good girls, it's okay to grieve for what following the rules promised you but could never give you. It's okay to rage for all the times you self-betrayed because you bought into a lie that you'd get more of what you wanted by being less of you. Let the heartbreak of the strategy failing and the boxes containing in the perfection you've been trying to attain shatter you wide open. You don't have to be good. I hope you never get put back together. I hope you unravel, sprawl out, become untethered, make a fucking mess. Make a disappointment of yourself and let the illusions of your goodness fall apart. Then and only then will you be free. Love a fellow good girl who only became a woman when she became a disappointment, a heretic, a lever, and ultimately a finder. So I want to share more of my journey with you today, starting with the backstory. And I want to start by saying really that I don't believe any of us really don't want to be free. I think at our core, all of us want to be free for old programming. I certainly did, and I was working hard for it. I see a lot of people working hard for their freedom. The problem is, is I was under a spell-like frozen state. Like a porcelain doll, I was deeply fragile internally, but looked perfect externally. I was using the old programming of good girl to take responsibility for my life. I thought if I healed just so, and I say just so with air quotes, if I healed just so or became successful the right way or met the right partner or believed the right thing, then I would finally be free. And I'm certain you can look around your life and see yourself and those among you, even listening to podcasts like this and doing the healing work, really buying into the belief that they could do it the right way if we could believe it 
the right way and know all of the right things, then we can be free. Unfortunately, that's not how healing works, and that's not liberation at all. Like so many, I believed I could control and outsource my healing, power, and joy through control, through people-pleasing, through my own perfection. I was living unconsciously in the wounded feminine archetype, a damsel in distress waiting for a savior, a good girl, a wounded maiden. I waited for the world to change so I could express my power. I waited for all of my traumas to be excavated until I could be whole. I waited for my ex-husband to change before I could be happy. I waited for my parents to apologize before I could be free. And let me tell you, I waited and waited and I waited a long time. And no matter how much I perfected and hustled for wholeness and tried, the freedom that I longed for never actually came and never manifested. And why is that? Because when we are trying to heal using old programming, under a spell of powerlessness and a veil of goodness, we are never actually able to access our true power or our true wholeness. The reality is, is that the wholeness I had been hustling for was already mine. The savior I was looking for was me. The power I was waiting for was already within me. So let's talk about this spell. I heard the, the language, the spell, from Tada Huzumi. I don't know that he claimed or coined the term, but I did hear it from him. So I wanted to give him a nod for where I heard it. The spell that I believe the good girls are under is simple and effective. Distort your relationship to your power. Better yet, forget your power, your worth, and your wholeness so you never have to take action from your deepest core. Instead, play small, work hard, and be perfect. Ultimately, follow the rules of your family, community, religion, political party, and you'll be okay. Often, you'll be celebrated. And it shows up like this in these three specific ways. Mind you, I'm certain it shows up in more ways than this, but this is what I see most common in my history and in client after client after client that I work with. The first is diminishment, which is also playing small. This is not uncommon in women and folks who were programmed to believe that they'd be punished for shining too bright and told other people's feelings are their responsibility. So that's diminishment or playing small. The second is outsourcing your power or waiting for someone to come save you. This is a norm in a culture where we are disconnected from our inner truth, our body, and our own power of choice. Whenever we are outsourcing our power, we actually don't believe we have choice. We feel hopeless and helpless, and the idea of self-responsibility feels offensive. And three, perfection, which is another really fancy word for control. <laughs> it's an adaptive strategy, and it's an unconscious distortion that says you can't trust your wholeness. Work harder. Once things are just so, then you can be free and happy and whole. And there are also so many more subtle ways we forget ourselves, hide in relationships, and live from stories that don't work for us anymore. The real snag in this programming is that we begin to become praised for this behavior, which reinforces it as an identity. People start to relate to us through these lenses. We start to labor ourselves as people pleasers, good girls, perfectionists, seekers, healers, until one day we often hit a wall and realize these identities aren't even us. Maybe for you, that wall came as a death or a rapid ending that took you by surprise. Maybe like me, you had doubts of faith and were ostracized from community. Maybe you were always dissonant, 
and never quite fit in with the rules even when you tried. Or maybe it was a crisis of sorts. Maybe you fucked up and maybe you broke your own heart or someone else's heart. Or maybe you just got sick and tired of feeling the burnout, the resentment, and the disappointment of the programming and living in that way. No matter how the crack formed in this illusion of perfection, somewhere along the way, you start to realize that the good girl is actually an illusion. For me personally, it came fast and slow. Layer by layer over the last five years, I began to see how I tolerated, self-denied, caretaken, overgave, and showed up in my life as the, and I quote, air quotes, happy, responsible, and uplifting. I had literally taken my childhood traumas of having to parent a parent and mother a mother and turned it into my religion, my marriage, and my business, <laughs> which like, fuck, that, that sucks. Um, whenever I realized that it sucks when I saw this pattern for what it was. And that's, that's what happens when we never divest from the old programming. We move into new spaces, new thoughts, new ideas, new communities, but we take with us the programming if we don't untether ourselves from it. I was repeating self-denial on a deeper level than I really wanted to see. And of course that was upsetting. Of course that brought grief because if I was totally honest, I didn't like caretaking. I didn't care as much as I was pretending to. I never have. I felt like it was my job to caretake. And because it was my job growing up, it was a job I made for myself in life, which led to even more and more resentment and feeling further away from myself. So my responsibility, everything was my responsibility. So for the over-functioners out there, I was over-functioning. And I made everything my responsibility, but my true self, my true essence, my soul was growing resentment. The self-denial and this projection of good, this idea of good was killing me. Like literally my body was giving me so many signs that something was wrong. When would my true desires for my life, my business and love be as important as other people's needs? Through the process of ending these cycles that had been running the show, I started to see the root of it. Very early in my life, I internalized the message that it was not safe to be my real self, my true self. And an illusion of goodness was far more acceptable, validated, and wanted than the real me. So, like many raised to be good and pleasing, I edited my authentic self and traded it for belonging. I was hiding in plain sight hiding in the spotlight, hiding while being good, hiding while helping. And in in another way, pretending. And I don't don't mean that I meant to be disingenuous. I don't think that that's how this programming works. We're not trying to be disingenuous. We're not trying to pretend. We're not lying. But it's not the truth either. This control of my image and control of others really felt a lot safer than being seen, safer than trusting, safer than self-responsibility did. And mind you, I was, I say safer than self-responsibility, but what I mean, because I said I was taking over responsibility, but anytime that we are taking responsibility for what's not ours and we are minding other people's business, which is, you know, their opinion of us, the way that they see us, their, their view of us, we're not minding our own business. So even though I was taking over responsibility in so many ways, I wasn't minding what was actually my business to mind. My commitment to breaking the cycle to stop editing myself and truly be seen 
to break the need for others to see me as good or right or nice, to first be honest with myself and then the world. So over the last few years, I've stopped caretaking and it has been a process. I have learned to set boundaries, only do what I wanted, actually know what I want, moving into sovereign leadership, centering myself in my own reality so I can actually be of service, developing a real understanding of who I am outside this programming, where I have access to my own power, my own wholeness and worth without being anything or anyone other than myself. That's what sovereignty means to me. So slowly I've learned that it's inside of me where I'm most safe to be me. We stop editing ourselves when we feel safe to be seen in our own love. We feel free in ourselves from the programming. We free ourselves of the shoulds and we start to honor our shadow, our pain, as real and valid parts of ourselves, not something to fix or cut off. It is safe to be seen. And I believe it's in this authentic, radical, soul-aligned way of living that we really find that we belong everywhere, everywhere we go, because we belong to and with ourselves. And that's the awakening I want for us. That's whenever I talk about awaken her soul, that's the awakening I want. You belong to yourself, therefore you belong with everyone, wherever you go. Because the truth is we're not damsels in distress. We are not made of porcelain. We are not perfect. We never had to be good. We are not fragile. We are made of grit and grace, both and, earth and stardust. We are so much more powerful than we have been programmed to believe. You have access to this internal alchemy to turn all of the resistance, all the bullshit, all of the limiting paradigms into something that works on your behalf. And I believe works on the world's behalf to create a new ecosystem of thriving and change. You want to know the magic formula that I think waking up from this spell takes? It might not actually sound like magic because it's quite simple. It's remembering and reprogramming, remembering our bodies and our truth by connecting to sensation. Each time we start playing small, remembering the power of choice. Each time we feel helpless, trapped, disconnected from our inner wisdom Remembering our wholeness by using perfectionism or all or nothing thinking as a signal that we have forgotten ourselves and simply come back to our present awareness. Now these, and this is the exact conversation I have with my clients in Awaken Her Soul, supporting them to see beyond the programming, to see the programming as a snag in our system of wholeness and really remembering ourselves again and again and again. And through remembering and rooting into new stories, ultimately reprogramming our brain to be living from that place of wholeness. So thank you for listening to this. If you're, if you're listening all the way through and I want to invite you, if you're not coming to the training and you're not signed up, I would absolutely love to have you again. I'll be sharing the mistakes people make when doing the work that are rooted in old programming, the five pillars of freedom to live your liberation now the single most essential piece of, quote, doing the work that changed my life forever and allowing me to support you in three integration days where after the live workshop, you'll get a daily practical action-oriented prompt for me from me so that you can live these new stories alongside community. I really think that's so important that whenever we do this reprogramming work, that it is work that only we can do ourselves, but to do it 
in a community that can mirror your goodness, that can remind you of who you are and almost be like a garden <laughs> to come alongside you as the roots grow deeper. To If you just imagine with me now, like a garden with those roots, when they intertwine, they become stronger and less likely to wash away. And so that's the importance of community on this journey to me. So in those three integration days, I am also going to be tapping into each day the gut, the heart, and the head, which are the three centers we need integration from so that we don't bypass wholeness. And you might hear people talking about the three centers in the Enneagram tradition, the gut, the heart, the head, and um, people talk about them in terms of chakras, but essentially it's just integrating all three parts of ourselves that can sometimes run away from us. If you're maybe more of a heart person, your emotions might get the best of you. If you're more of a head person, it might be difficult to drop into the body and so on. So the, the three days of integration will be really supporting you with making the action prompts whole and moving from all parts of you. So in this training, I'm going to be offering tools, coaching, and the support inside of our Facebook group that I give my private clients. So if you're wanting to just peek your head in and see what getting support from me and my community is like, please do so. I myself and then my team member, Jenna, are going to be in there really supporting you. So again, it's March 7th at 7 p.m. And I would love, love, love to have you. So I want to leave you with Mary Oliver's words because they felt so appropriate for what I shared with you today. Wild Geese by Mary Oliver. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair. Yours and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, over the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Wherever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over announcing your place in the family of things. This, my loves, is the programming that we are anchoring into. Be well, and I will see you at the workshop. Thank you for tuning in to Everything Belongs. If you loved this episode, please subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app so that others might find this podcast too. You can find the show notes and find out more about today's guests by going to madisonmorgan.com backslash podcast. And before you go, I want to tell you about Everything Belongs, the membership. For only $17 a month, join my monthly workshop gatherings that will serve as a playground and sacred circle to learn and explore a spirited life fully expressed in your worth, wholeness, and power. Members will have the opportunity to vote on podcast guests, pick workshop topics, send in questions to be answered live on the call, get a monthly journaling PDF, and members-only access to all of my coaching programs. If you're looking for a place to ground, gather, play, and explore all of the conversations shared here on Everything Belongs, then this is a space for you. For more information, go to madisonmorgan.com backslash membership. And if you're not following and chatting with me over on Instagram, please go do that now and DM me and let me know your favorite part of this episode. I cannot wait to hear from you. 
And until next time, remember that curiosity can be a portal to a rich life where everything truly belongs. See you next time.